0: It's time for The Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger
1: Kincaid. Welcome to another episode of the Engaged Club podcast. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing guy at Off Course Golf. I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. Hello, Roger. Jim, what are we talking about today? I understand you've got some food and beverage practical advice for us.
0: Well, yes, I have, we are going to talk about food and beverage. I'm not sure how practical all the advice is going to be as this is a hot topic every single day at every club, at every club manager event, and at every board meeting. Um, and it is managing the member expectations in your food and beverage department. So we're going to have a discussion about that for, you know, the next eight or nine minutes. And we're going to, I'm going to try and leave some, some takeaways for the managers that are listening uh, but I'm not sure those takeaways are going to work, and I'm not sure we're going to be able to solve your problems. But we're going to have a discussion about <laughs> what you're facing, and and maybe give you something that you can use back at your club. But,
1: you know, uh, this is a, this is an interesting one to me, Jim, because you know, full disclosure, I'm not a member of any private club. I've been to a couple, um, you know, with with you, and and I'm I'm always very very impressed. But then I'll hear stories from some club manager friends of mine who will say like, oh, you know, you can't do anything right. Like you, the, the, the roast beef is either too rare or too well done. It, the, the, uh, uh, the soup's either too seasoned or too bland. Like you could just never, ever get it right. So where do you begin trying to trying to manage member expectations? I think recognizing the fact
0: that you may never get it right. that at the end of the day, you're not going to make all of your members happy with your food and beverage department. That's just the reality of our business. We're not. We can't be everything to all of our constituents, you know, because your constituents want everything from chicken fingers and fries. Then you got ones who want a killer burger that's organic and it's free range beef and they're prepared to pay $25 for a burger. Then you've got, you know, some of your members who still like, can I get liver and onions? It's a club. I want liver and onions and I want French onion soup and where else can I get Dover sole, you know, than at my club. And then you've got members of your club that want beef, tenderloin, and foie gras. I mean, so you've got everything from chicken fingers and fries to foie gras. So how do you, how do you without having a 100-page menu uh, or 100-item menu that carries everything for every constituents with every ethnic background as well, how do you do it? So the answer is you can't, I think. I think the answer is the reality of what you have to face is that you're not going to be able to, to satisfy all your constituents. But what you need to do is find some middle ground, And whatever it is you decide you're gonna do, just do it really well. Um, You know, like you, you and I have had the, you know, the pleasure of playing some great golf courses across North America. And uh, I've sat in, you know, grill rooms all over the United States and all over Canada and looked at grill room menus. And those grill rooms are pretty consistent. Actually, those menus are pretty the same. There's a, there's a steak sandwich. There's a there's a clubhouse sandwich. There's a, there's a burger on there. There's going to be some type of a, a grilled cheese type of sandwich. Uh, you're going to see all of those things. You're going to see some flatbreads. You know, you're going to see that on every menu that you go to at every golf club. But what you want to do and, and recognize that's who you are as a golf club, that's who you are. And then you're going to have, you know, you'll have a kid's menu that's got chicken fingers and fries on it. Um, and you'll also have a, a special or you'll have a feature that may have beef tenderloin and ball gras. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a middle ground that's going to be a killer burger. It's going to be one that the members are going to be really proud of. You're going to have a, a, a you know clubhouse sandwich and maybe it's got you know Canadian back bacon on it and maybe it's got real turkey on it. Maybe you got a fried egg on it. So you're ramping it up a little bit and you're using a, a really funky bread instead of just a toasted white bread or a toasted whole grain. So you can put a bit of a spin on it um, and make it a little unique. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to have a clubhouse sandwich on your menu, and you're going to have a, a beef dip on the menu, but it can be sliced, you know, ribeye, and it can have a, a, a horseradish aioli that's on it, and the, the, the dip could be something other than just a powdered, you know, French beef dip au jus. Uh, so you can wrap it up and make it really good, but you're going to have a beef dip on the menu, and that's cool to have. That's okay. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but just do it really well do your flatbeds really neat and don't try and do a ham of pineapple because you're not going to be able to compete against pizza hut which is their favorite pizza that they eat so put some neat ingredients on it by recognizing that you know the audience of your membership and know that if some of these Toppings may be a little exotic for our membership, so you can have a mushroom uh, flatbread, but it's really great mushrooms, and it's got caramelized onions on it, and the you know maybe it's a white sauce that's on it instead of a red, and 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 you've got you know a really good quality cheese that's melted on it, so that when they have that flatbread, it's like no, I'm not, I know I'm not. This club's not trying to compete against Pizza Hut and and Pizza Seventy Three, but they're putting a great flatbread on a homemade focaccia you know base or something that is unique, is different, but it's just solid. So. I don't know if you're going to be able to satisfy everybody. I really don't. But whatever you do, just choose to do it really, really well is what I'm you know, suggesting.
1: You know, I guess, Jim, that's really, that's really sound advice. And the notion of being, of saying that, like, we, we're we going to have, you know, 12 menu items. Like, that's just how this program is going to be. It's going to be like every other club, we're going to have X amount of items on our menu. Let's just make sure that they are all very, very good that they're, that we, we really put ourselves into, into everything that we do. But then, you know, I think that there's also this, uh, this question, Jim, about like, you know, people are going to complain or, or, you know, like people are going to say, well, it's better here, it's better there or this and that. Like, how do we, how do we address the complaint from the, from the member knowing full well that we're putting our back into everything that we do?
0: Often you just have a discussion with the member and say, look, you know, you recognize that we've got a whole bunch of people at the club as members who have a whole different different series of wants from the food and beverage department. And a member is going to look at you and go, yes, I understand that. And you can say, look, what we're really trying to do here is we are trying to be everything for everybody. So we're a generalist in our food and beverage department at the club. If I'm looking for Italian, I'm going to an Italian restaurant. If I'm looking for Thai food, I'm going to a Thai restaurant. So when I come to the club, uh, you can have an Italian dish. You might have a Thai dish that you do really well. So you can be a generalist and have a little bit of some ethnicity ethnicity to your menu. But at the end of the day, you say to the member, but you realize that we are really a generalist and we're trying to eat everything for everybody. So you can say to them, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. I know that you want to, you know, you want to see beef tenderloin and flogger on the menu. If you come to the club next Friday night, I'm going to have the chef make that as a special for that night. So you, you can, you can address that by, by some of the themes that you do and some of the specials that you run on your menu so that you can try. And and that way, then you can focus your, your kitchen team on that one particular dish or two dishes. So they can do them really well. And often you've got to look at them every and say, you know, you've got to understand that the the team that we have in play in the kitchen, as talented as they are, that's not their specialty. The specialty mm-hmm. the team isn't doing what you get when you go to that number one restaurant in your city. That's not who we are. And if that's who we wanted to be, then we would probably have to put a different team in play in the back of the house <laughs> to be able to provide that to you. So I think you can have a real discussion with your members. They may not leave satisfied and they may not leave getting liver and onions on the menu, but they may leave with a better understanding that what you're trying to do is to satisfy a majority of the members at the club. One of the things that I've had, uh, I'm not sure I've had success with it, but a discussion that I've had lots of times at my club is that, and it's that value proposition, right? They'll come to you and say, Jim, your burger is 17 bucks. So I can get a burger down the street for 12. And you can say, that's great. But how is our burger? Our burger's outstanding. Like, it's really, really good. And I say, I'd love to have the discussion with you every single day about how good our burger is, but what the price is, as opposed to having the discussion with you about how bad our burger is. And me saying to you, yeah, but it's only 12 bucks." Right. <laughs> I don't know burger's not very good, but we're only charging you $12. So, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest challenges we face in the club F&B business is that balance between value and quality. And we have to, you have to understand the market at your club. There are clubs where you can have a $35 entree on the menu and that's going to sell. And you've got other clubs where you can't put anything on your menu over $19.95, otherwise it just won't sell because that's just the, the price point that is up, that makes your members feel a little uncomfortable. So you need to understand that price point that makes your members still comfortable to come to the club. And you need to be able to provide a really great quality for that price point at the food cost that your board has approved in the budget that they've approved on an annual basis. So it's a juggling act, right? There's no simple answer to any one of these, but you've got to meet your financial commitments at the club. You've got to give the members the value that they perceive that they should receive. A club because they are members of a club. And as members of a club, that should be a little cheaper than I can get it down the street. But the quality has, has to be exactly the same, if not better, than what I get down the street. And then there's that little thing called the food channel. So yeah. <laughs> And everybody's really good cooks now, right? Because we That's watch the right. food channel. And I, you know, I watch Top Chef and go, why can't we do it like they do on Top Chef? These guys are given a minute to create a dish, you know, of items that they've never seen before. And it looks fantastic when they did. And they watch, you know, Guy Ferrari on uh, diners drive in and dives and go, why can't we have a duck coffee sandwich on our menu? Like they have at that place, right? as well as chicken fingers and fries. So, you know, the 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 uh, the landscape has changed from the knowledge of our members, and that's a good thing, by the way. I think the members being no, more knowledgeable about food, more knowledgeable about ingredients, but talking, you know, farm to table about they'll find all your ingredients within a hundred mile radius of the club, as much as it may not be real. I think the fact that you're having those discussions is awesome because it means that they care, and it means that when you produce an organic beef or an organic, you know, burger that's you know free range burger that's that that you know, and the cow has done nothing. But eat eat grass that has been wisp on by um, you know by nuns from the local church and been blessed by the rabbi. Uh, you know they're and, and they're prepared to pay twenty two bucks for it. That's very cool. But having that discussion is a lot of fun. Um, but again, I don't know if there is any answer to any of these other than. I think, you know, use your features and specials to reach the specific constituents, recognizing right. that you're going to provide the middle of the road, then maybe have a family night where it's stuff that the kids are going to be able to have. And you're doing a simple flatbread that's, you know, a ham and pineapple for the younger uh, member of your club who's got family, that they, you know, got kids they want to bring to the club. And then you can do a special the, the next Friday night that's fog gras and, and prime rib or, or, or beef tenderloin for that, that constituency of your club that want to do that. And you're doing it simple. It's only a couple of dishes and you know that your kitchen is going to be able to kill it and knock it out really really, really well. Um, I think members will pay for fresh and local and organic. I think that's, that's stuff that they want to have. Now, instead of a, a beef, uh, you know, a, a beef steak. A tomato. They're prepared to pay for a, a more uh, richer tomato that's got more flavor and maybe a sure. little bit more expensive. I think that's something that they're going to want to have and theme night it right. So you know, have an Italian night or have a have a beef night and where you're cooking three great, you know, a, a really thick pork chop off the barbecue and you've got a great steak that you got in the barbecue and maybe you're doing some ribs as well. Um, and depending upon your club, you know, you need to judge the, that, that change right. You need to be able to judge how quickly you want to maybe change a menu and, and bring it from forty two items down to thirty five, which is more manageable. But hell, everybody likes that item on the menu. The the joke in this business is that uh, you never take an item off. You only add items on, which is how these menus get to be 45 and 47 items, because the fact that you're just afraid to take that item off of of what's going to happen when you do. And, you know, I face that at clubs all the time. Um, and I think, you know, you need to know the skill set of your team. If you've got a team in play in the back of the house, you can't launch a menu that they can't prepare because then you're only setting everybody up for failure. And you, especially when you're walking around that lounge and, and if there's an inconsistency in the food that the members are receiving. So understand the skill set of your team and you need to build menus around what their skill set is and the facilities that you have. Your kitchen may not be set up to be able to do a great flatbread because you don't have a, a pizza oven or your ovens can't get high enough. So don't put a flatbread on the menu then. If you can't do it really well, don't fall to the pressure of everybody else has a flatbread why don't we and you can say because we don't have this piece of equipment either go get the piece of equipment or explain the fact that we we don't have we're not able to do that well and look at stuff like you know beehives i know clubs that are putting beehives at the club it's a great Uh, it's a great learning opportunity for the members. They're not that expensive to set up. They're using that honey in dishes and it says right on the menu, it's your club's name with the honey on the item. They're selling the honey to their members, which is a great branding opportunity because they put the logo on it, it's sitting in the members' calendar. And I know clubs that are doing honey and they're actually paying for the annual operating costs of running those hives based on what they sell to the members. Wow. You know, gardens are something that clubs have been doing for a long time, and and a friend of ours who runs a club in uh, in Chicago uh, has brought chickens in, so that they they advertise the fact that it's their eggs that are on the menu, and it's their garden, it's their vegetables that are coming out, and they do they do their whole menu around you know the fall harvest, and, and the members may get involved in harvesting some harvesting the garden, and then they come in and have a dinner that the chef prepares. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to experiment with what you do. Don't be afraid to talk to your members about what it is that you're trying to do, and if you do it and
1: whatever you do, just do really well. I think at the end of the day, they'll come along with the journey with you. That's an awesome, awesome podcast episode, Jim, and uh, I know it's one that's going to be uh, a lot of people are driving to work right now, driving to the club, listening to this, going, I got to listen to this again with my F and B manager. And one
0: last takeaway: there's a, a manager who many Canadians know and who is famous in the United States by Greg Patterson. He retired out of the beach club in Santa Monica after being there for well over twenty five years. Greg is is uh, a guru in our industry, and he did a white paper fifteen years ago called "Why uh, Why Dining Why Your Dining Room Isn't McDonald's." And it's, uh, it's as relevant today as it was when Greg wrote it 15 or 20 years ago. And if anybody's interested in it, just email me at jhope at derrickclub.com and I'd be happy to forward it to you. And, and it would be
1: a valuable resource for you to be able to have when you're having discussions with your board. And another way they can get that white paper, Jim, is they can go to engagedclub.com and find this particular episode. And you'll we'll have a link to that white paper there, too, for them to be able to read. Perfect. And don't be afraid to ask for it. Be happy to send it to you. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the engaged club. If you like it, share it with your friends inside the club business and absolutely listen to this one again and again, you food and beverage uh, managers out there and you club managers that have a real keen focus on on F&B and some challenges there, because Jim's laid out some really good advice for you. Until next time. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been the engaged club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.